Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Steve Navarra, O-T-R-A-T-C, and with me is Danny, as always. Danny, you are in West Coast time. What are you doing and how's it going? Yeah, so uh, as of right now, recording, I'm chilling in Phoenix with uh, with my boys, uh, heading up to Vegas on the weekend, so... I uh I do want to add. I told you I was turning it around seven and two over the last three weeks on my gambling picks. Hopefully, I didn't use up all the luck before I get to Vegas. But uh, yeah, feeling good out west in some in some nice weather and uh, not in not in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, Mister Three and O there last week. You're you're almost at five hundred now. You're gonna hopefully you have another good week out there. Uh, play a play a couple hands of baccarat for me at in the wee hours of the morning. You can find I'm that. How to do the, that? Uh, I, always, just, I always say I'm going to learn that and craps, and then I never do. Uh, baccarat is just two cards, and then you're going to choose which one's going to have a higher a higher amount. Uh, after they both flip, I. I don't remember. Either way, uh, yeah, and last week I was out and about. Uh, luckily, I was in the airport Sunday and hung over and missed most of that Steelers game, which was absolutely atrocious. Ended in a tie. I feel like uh, there's rarely ever ties, you know, in the NFL, and then I've lived through like three Steelers ties. It's like that we've had to have the most ties in the last decade or since a tie was a thing. I, I, that's just how I feel about it. Uh, any quick thoughts on the Steelers game? Yeah, that was that was miserable. It was uh we called it though. We called it. But yeah, that was yep. that was ugly. Yeah. All right, let's just jump right into the NFL injury news. Richard Sherman is back on the IR for his calf. The guy is old and has old old man muscles. He cannot play NFL football anymore. Um, I think the Buccaneers, maybe they just want like one good playoff game out of them. They're just like holding on to him for that. And at this point, I don't think he's going to be able to produce one half of good football if you can't if you can't sprint and stop on on an instant. So you know he's. I think he's done for the year. I'd be. I'd highly doubt if we saw him play a four quarters on the same day uh, ever again. And then next we got uh, Aaron Jones, MCL. He should only be out for one to two weeks. The Packers don't think it's a major issue. So, and they have a good backup in Dylan. So they should be fine. The Packers, good football team. They they find ways to win if uh, you know one piece is missing, unless that's Aaron Rodgers. Any thoughts on the Packers? They're banged up all over the place. Yeah, they look okay though. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Jones, as good as uh, AJ Dillon has looked, I wouldn't be surprised if they shut him down for a while. Uh, you know, maybe up to a month or so with that MCL, but he'll be back in time for your fantasy playoffs and for uh, Green Bay down the stretch. Yeah, and TJ Watt, he had the he has he's had a, a hip issue the kind of all three seasons last three seasons and he's definitely going to have old man hips 
when he's older, he's going to have trouble walking around at an old age. That's going to suck. But luckily he's made, he's going to make a boatload of money here. So he'll be a rich old bum hit bastard. Uh, any thoughts on TJ? Thank God he's not um, too messed up. Yeah, I certainly feared the worst here. It was, it was funny. I was saying uh, you could just see the entire energy leave the crowd as soon as he went down holding that knee. You would have thought a freaking plane just hit the North Tower. Like as as extreme <laughs> as extreme as that sounds, that's how the crowd looked. They're just like, "Wow, this is the fucking worst moment of our life." But uh, it looked bad. It looked. MCL, possibly ACL, and I'm just thankful it's not. So X-ray is negative. Just at this point, it's just managing the pain. So I, w- I wouldn't be surprised to see him back out there soon. I think he'll probably miss the Chargers game, but hopefully he's back by next week. Well, I mean, without TJ, the season's over. Yeah, well, the season's not looking too great anyway for the Steelers, but neither is it for the Browns, but we'll get to the Browns later. And... Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, says he feels good at practice today. I'm presuming he's going to play. That should be a good game. They're minus two and a half at Seattle. Russell Wilson at home, uh, really, really good on the road, not so much. So I kind of like Seattle to bounce back here. And the only thing is I think that defense is a little shaky. So I think if they run the ball, Kyler Murray can kind of open things up with play action. And I'm actually unsure of Hopkins' status. Um, but but Kyler should play. That should be a good game. I think both sides of the ball are going to move the ball. That should be a good fantasy game. You got any thoughts about the, the Cardinals? Yeah, I'm I'm expecting both Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins to be back this week. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard anything about. Oh, well, it looks like DeAndre Hopkins still remains out of practice today. So as of Wednesday, Hopkins has not practiced. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, even still, they seem to have good production without him. With they, they have a plethora of wide receivers who, you know, are all capable. And that, like I said, that uh, Seahawks defense kind of shaky. So let's get into heating pad or ice pack with the sound effects uh, still in limbo. They're, they're in progress. Um, we'll see, you will have known by now listening to this if Cordell Patterson played, but he was lim- limited in practice and he will be a game time decision. You know, I would probably, um, I'd probably have to guess on a short week if it were me, I'd rest him to give him that short week off and have him healthy because he's going to be a guy you want around for several years to come. So, you know, I don't know how much you push him because the Falcons fucking stink. And what's it matter? Like what <laughs> it's, that's hard to keep just playing football. Uh, when you know, it doesn't matter. You know, you're not going to the playoffs. You're just there for the game check. Uh, so you got anything on the Falcons or, or Cordell real quick? The Falcons are actually somehow sitting in the playoff picture right now, as crazy as it sounds. But uh, I, I but guess yeah, that's just as, my brain. As I far as Cordero Patterson, yeah. I mean, they're definitely bad, but somehow they've eked out a few few wins. And yeah, what are they? Four and five, five and four right now. Four and five. Uh, but yeah, Cordero Patterson. I think uh, 
I I would ice pack him. Um, he's just such a weird, such a weird player. He doesn't really have a position. He's just always making plays somehow. But when he's not healthy, his his volume is never a lot. You know, he just is touchdown and big play dependent. Um, and if he's not a hundred percent, his volume is going to be even lower. So I'm a big ice pack for Cordero Patterson. Yeah, that game was yesterday. Um, as as of airing, yeah. Well, okay, I got you. We'll uh, see. We'll see how we fared. On to Sunday, Alan Lazard did not practice again, and um, Devonte Adams should be back from his COVID stint. But so if if Lazard is still out, I would upgrade. You know, Cobb and Marquez Valdez, Gantling. Uh, if Lazard is, I kind of I'd ice pack him anyway. You know they spread the ball around there now. They are without um, Aaron Jones, so maybe they will open up the passing game a little bit more. But either way, I think I'm I'm going to ice pack Lazard. There's no value in um, playing him, even in uh, PPR right now. I don't think. What say you? I'm a huge ice pack on the Packers' entire. Uh receiving core outside of Devontae Adams. So they're all they're all inconsistent. I don't trust any of them. Even with Aaron Jones being out, I think I think AJ Dillon has proven that he can definitely be the guy and get a full a full running back load. I, I don't think the Packers are going to take too much of a hit without Aaron Jones in there. So ice pack for Lazard and any receiver that's not named Devontae Adams. Yeah and next we got COVID Beasley, he's day-to-day. Uh, I didn't write down what his injury was, but either way, I'm I'm all ice pack on COVID, COVID Beasley. Uh, I never was a fan of him in the preseason. And in Buffalo, too, they, they do have a lot of weapons to spread the ball around, but it doesn't seem like anybody on that Buffalo squad is definitely a fantasy superstar. They've all just kind of had consistent middle-of-the-pack numbers. Uh, both running backs have been kind of, you know, similar in their weeks. And uh, Diggs hasn't been, you know, explosive in fantasy like he once was. But the the best play on the board for the Bills, I think, is Emmanuel Sanders. I think, you know, he gets the most touches. So in PPR, um, I think Emmanuel Sanders is is my favorite play on the, the Bills. Uh, what do you think about uh, Beasley here? Um, if he's active, I don't mind him in a PPR league. If you're, you know, if you need a flex guy or something, he gets enough targets and enough catches where he'll get you a good amount of points. But yeah, so it's a rib injury. So questionable for that game. Stephon Diggs did have a slow start to the season, but he came through for me on uh, last week. I, w- I won one of my leagues by point zero six points. So that was a, and Stephon Diggs was 30 of those. So yeah. I get, wow, yeah, I, I haven't uh, kept up on on Diggs too much. I only have him in best ball, so yeah, D- Diggs. Got, I I just I just don't like Cole Beasley, so I guess that's that's it. And he was a former Cowboy, so I don't like him since then either. Uh, next, we got Baker Mayfield day to day. He was quoted saying, "It's probably the most beat up I've been um, ever." Yeah, uh, you're a uh, Short, tiny guy playing NFL football, and you're getting banged around. You're you're running around. You're getting hit. 
you're getting sacked, all that shit. Um, I, it's really the only only two people who have made whole careers of, of it so far is Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson does have a lot of muscle mass and stuff. So, and Drew Brees, uh, his longevity came because he's a pocket passer. He never left the pocket. He never really had to. He always had good scheme and good good line. So I just don't think there's longevity for for guys that are shorter and have to rely on their run game at the quarterback position. And the Browns are just in a, a tailspin anyway. So ice pack Baker, I think they're better off playing case Keenum who's better than golf anyway. So you're still winning the quarterback matchup in this game against the, the Lions. Um, probably, probably like the under in this game too. And Chubb should be back from <clears throat> COVID. So uh, what do you got on Baker? Yeah, I'm an ice pack just because I, he hasn't been a great fantasy option at any point this year. But but I'll channel this one over to my, my boy Wiggs, who's our, our guest picker for the week. He's a diehard Browns fan, but he's not your we're going to win the Super Bowl every year Browns fan. He's more more realistic and pretty, uh, pretty crushed right now. But I'll let him talk about Baker and see what he thinks. Yeah, that uh, was a pretty sad game on Sunday. Baker, Baker's an ice pack for the rest of the season, to be honest with you. Um, even if he became healthy or healthier, uh, you know, he's got to get to the offseason to, to deal with his multitude of injuries. And I think that the Browns are going to be get back to, you know, their schemes and get back to being a run-heavy team as it is. So, yeah, Baker's an ice pack you know, this Sunday and he's an ice pack for the rest of the season. Yeah. And well, on the other side of the ball is uh, Jimmy helpfully pointed out that golf is questionable as well. He's day to day. He did not practice today. He said, if I were to play, it'd be full go, you know, and they want Dan Campbell says he wants golf to play. Now the lions, I, this was the argument I should have used for the lions instead of the Falcons. Who gives a shit who's playing quarterback for the Detroit Lions this week? If the guys hurt, you know, uh, let him sit. Why? Why ruin? Why ruin his um, oblique? Like it's that's your core. That's if you gotta strain that, you're gonna get hit the wrong way or whatever. You know, you're you're out for the rest of the season. And you know, Goff's probably is might be Goff's last season as a starting quarterback anyway. But. So that that game's going to be a weird a weird one too I think just like the Lions Steelers game was um especially with the quarterback play at hand. We'll keep it moving to Alvin Kamara limited at practice today with a knee. Also a game time decision. I th- I would imagine they're going to play him. He's their best guy on offense. I think, you know, a little swelling in that knee. They're going to get that to calm down and and he's going to play how productive he'll be. Who's to say, but I, I would heat pack him. I think, you know, with the the quarterback they have right now, he's going to look for dump downs and handoffs. And if Camaro's in there and he's getting his full carry load, then uh, then heating pad for sure on Kamara. What what do you got on Kamara? Uh, I think for, you know, your fantasy leagues, obviously he's practicing, so he's going to play in some capacity. Um, your fantasy leagues, you don't have a backup that's going to be better than Kamara, so you got to start him. But from a, like a DFS standpoint, I think he's an ice pack. I wouldn't spend all that money to play him because I don't think he'll be 100%. And this is what they brought Mark Ingram in for. Um, so I think he'll 
Kamara won't be at his normal workload, I wouldn't imagine. But for your fantasy leagues, he'll still be a you know solid enough value to to start over whoever your backup is. Yeah, I agree with all that. And the Washington football team, who is playing at Carolina Panthers, is actually going to be a pretty interesting game now that the Carolina Panthers have Cam Newton again, which is wild. And, uh, you know, of course he looked good this first game. He stayed in shape. He he kept sharp. And they were not expecting to play Cam Newton. So, you know, he, he roasted them. Now, you know, Ron Rivera does obviously know Cam very well. It should be a, a very interesting chess chess match between those two when the, the Panthers are on offense. But the Panthers on defense, I think they've got a upper-tier defense, a top third of the league defense. And so with this news, um, Gibson and McLaurin, they're both limited at practice today. They're both going to play. Gibson's definitely going to play. He just has a shin injury. So I would heating pad him if you have him on your squad. I'd stay away in DFS. And then uh, Terry McLaurin, um, shoulder, you know, if he's in, he's in. If he's out, then he's he's out. But I guess what I'm saying, I don't know. Uh, he's he's right in between for me. He hasn't been super productive in that. That Panthers defense is pretty good. So actually, you know, I'm going to say ice pack for both those both of those guys unless unless like they're on your team and you got absolutely nobody to back them up what do you got on that yeah i'm kind of with you i think they're both an ice pack washington's just been a weird team this year i I don't fully understand them they look terrible 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 then they just light somebody up so since they just lit up tampa bay last week i I don't expect them, especially being banged up, I don't expect them to be that good against this Carolina D that has looked lights out. I think with McCaffrey healthy and Cam Newton, uh, at least in a new system, not a lot of film on him yet. I think he'll look decent the first couple weeks until teams kind of try to figure it out. So I think Carolina will control the ball a lot, and uh, this is this is one of my picks later in the in the gambling section. So... I don't like Washington's offense very much in this game, so I'm going to ice pack on these guys. All right, now time for everyone's favorite segment, the soccer draw of the week. It was a big week for international soccer. I watched zero seconds of it. And right before we started recording this podcast, I had to look up to see if Italy and Switzerland draw drew, and they did. So that's the one in the W column for me. And as you heard last week, I'm sticking with Lazio versus Juventus to draw, uh, lock it in for Serie A. Uh, Danny and Danny's friend, who I forget his name. What do you guys got? His name's his name's Adrian, but I've never called him that in my life. We call him Wigs because he used to have a, a big Jufro back in the day. But uh, <laughs> I'm going. Uh, I'm going MLS. Been a while since I've done an MLS game, so I'm gonna go Saturday MLS Philadelphia Union and New York Red Bulls. That's a guaranteed one-one draw. Wiggs, what you got? You got some juicy Premier League pick. I got a Premier League. I'm going with uh, Leicester against Chelsea here. It's gonna it's gonna draw at two. It's gonna be Leicester's third straight draw in a row. And uh, yeah, that's a lock. Lock it in. All right. Little bold there, but uh, Danny, what what's the next segment again? 
That segues us perfectly into our LGBTQIA plus player of the week. This was a tough week to pick. Very tough week to pick. Uh, Raiders getting blown out on Sunday night. Did not look good. Defense did not look good at all. Carl Nassib did not record a stat. Um, was only in on 20, of the, 20 defensive snaps. But he played hard. He's, he, and, he, you know, he gives it his all. I got to lock him in. Carl Nassib, LGBTQIA plus player of the week. Got to keep rolling with my Penn State boy. Of course. Uh, it's, it's the best pick. Some might say the only pick you can make. And now for <clears throat> tight end guru, I went three different price ranges. For high price range, love George Kittle. He laid down that nasty block on Vaughn Miller, although the fullback did help out with that block. is still very good. And he's, he's clearly a staple in that offense. And... Uh, you know, I think him and Garoppolo have a good good chemistry and good connections, and, and he's in a good spot. Middle of the pack, Dawson Knox, he's always productive. Like we talked, there's a bunch of receivers on the Bills. He's one of them. He gets targets every week, and he usually makes good on those targets. He doesn't, um, he doesn't get a one-yard, you know, two-yard little shovel pass or anything like that. He gets red zone looks. And then at a cheaper range, sub 4,000, CJ Uzoma. Um, Bengals are playing Raiders. Yeah. Raiders, yeah. Raiders defense definitely gives up passing yards. Uzoma's a guy that uh, might go uncovered because I think that defense is going to worry, worry about the receivers there on the outside. And Uzoma seems like, you know, he, he's going to be able to make good on his targets, especially again in the end zone. So, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and say all three of those guys score a touchdown on Sunday. So if you can parlay on FanDuel to score a touchdown, Kittle, Knox, Uzoma, parlay, that's got to be juicy odds. Uh, let me know what it is. Tweet us at Return to Play Pod, your, your sweet odds on that parlay, because it's going to hit. I'm going to put it in right after this. Which brings us to... Our greasy gambling picks. Last week we opened the show with Danny, Mister Three and O. Uh, I believe we went eight and four on the show with me, oh, the only one having a losing record last week, which is, I think, the first time that's happened all season. But it's it, it happens, you know. I'll bounce back here. Uh, and, and so I'll just I'll just uh, get right into it. I'll save Danny for. <laughs> I'll save. Uh, the best for last and our guest for last. So I've got Dallas plus two and a half, I think, uh, against the Chiefs. I just think they have better – they're playing better ball on both. Uh, Jimmy keeps messaging me all the weeks I've had two losses. I meant the worst – I meant the worst, like, record out of all of us. I meant, like, I had I did the worst out of everybody. If you go back, I don't think I did worse. I've tied the worst for people before, but not the worst. Wait, what's the what's the punishment for the locks this week? Uh, you're in do, Vegas. Do it some dumb something dumb we can do in Vegas. Pull my balls out on the balcony. Uh, I should say actually. <laughs> I'll you do know, that win or lose. You know the uh, I know what you have to do now is <laughs> well shit though the, you're doing a, your locks on a Sunday though how you how long are you staying? Uh, leaving. So I, I, we'll be there for all the games on Sunday. So. 
I'm leaving. So it's like gotta be something quick. Monday morning. Oh, you okay? Well, this uh, Sunday night you gotta go to. There's like an ice bar. It's like a bar that's like negative thirty, and you gotta put put a, a parka on to be in there, and you gotta go in there and and um. Well, shit, you can't video. I was gonna say you're gonna have to put your balls on the ice. That's so. That's so specific of a punishment that is not gonna, especially the Steelers play Sunday night. All right, well then I'm gonna be incapacitated. That's my only Vegas specific idea. So I guess I'll just turn that into if if you lose your lock, you have to dump a tumbler full of ice down your pants, down your slider shorts. Okay. Ice, ice on the ball. On the front end punishment. Yeah, that you, that's that's just for me. That's for everybody. No, that's everybody. Yeah. Okay. I'll write. I'll write it down. Ice <laughs> balls. The dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's not gonna, gonna be dumb when your dick's freezing off. Um. <laughs> uh, all right. So, my pick said, I, I, like I said, <laughs> Dallas is better on both sides of the ball. Uh, they're playing better, at least. Dax on on fire. Um, they should beat the Chiefs, but you know that's that one worries me a little bit. And 49ers minus six and a half. I, I can't remember who they're playing. Anyone got it up? Uh, I just knew that they're they're playing. They're starting to play a little bit better. The, the Rams are kind of fugazi. We didn't even talk about. Um, oh yeah, 49ers are at the Jags. Urban Meyer's gonna get out coached and they're gonna get outplayed. Um their their defense is going to uh smother Trevor Lawrence. But also on that note, my Rams uh Rams Bill Super Bowl matchup, that that is dead in the water the second Odell joined that team. Um yeah, uh, enough about enough about that. And then my lock <laughs> free him again. Get him the hell out of L.A. Send him to the Chargers. Send him across the street. Uh, My lock is the Panthers. We talked about this game earlier. I think uh, Cam Newton is out for something to prove. Uh, This year, he's back in Carolina with new coaching staff. You know, Ron Rivera didn't want him anymore. Got rid of him. And, uh, you know, I think it's more of a revenge game for Cam and then also the Washington football team is the Washington football team. And I, the Panthers have the better defense. Defense wins games as it's starting to get a little colder out too. All right, let's go to uh, Jimmy. What what do you got? I'm going with the uh, your Dallas pick as well. I had it written down first. Uh, I could tell. I was watching the spreadsheet. Uh, I just don't think since uh, I still think uh Kansas City's dead. I don't they played the Raiders. Oh well. They haven't played really anyone else and they're still pretty tight. Their last good team they played was like Tennessee and they got beat. Um I'm taking Arizona at minus two and a half. And then I'm locking in with the uh Former MVP, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay, minus two and a half over the Vikings. 
Uh, Danny, you and Wiggs are up. Yeah, so I'll go. I'll go first here. I didn't realize this was your lock. Now I'm kind of scared. I'll probably fuck you over. But I also have the Panthers minus three. Uh, I do want to correct you. It was Matt Rule coming in as the coach, as, as the one that didn't want to bring Cam back. He kind of wanted to start fresh and uh, build his own his own team around a fresh quarterback, I guess. But uh, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting seeing Cam reunite with Riverboat Ron across the across the sideline there. I think Cam will probably come in and look good for his first couple of weeks. I touched on that earlier. It seems like court, like new quarterbacks generally start out well, and then once there's a little bit of film on them, and teams uh, not that there's not film on Cam, but this is Cam in a new offense, a new system. So I think it'll be a good couple of weeks for the Panthers, and then and then probably a little bit of a downhill slide from there. But I do love the Panthers minus three at home over the football team. This next one, I, I hate taking over-unders to begin with. I just really don't like this weekend's college football slate. There wasn't a lot that I liked. I especially hate taking unders, but this one just seems too blatantly like the, like the worst Big Ten game you'll ever watch. Iowa and Illinois, under 39. Two terrible offenses. Iowa's got a really good defense. Illinois Illinois hasn't hasn't gotten over thirty eight in one of their games since September, like week two or week three. Um, so I expect this to be like a fourteen to seven, seventeen to seven game, like something that is gonna make you want to gouge your eyes out. Uh so yeah, Iowa, Illinois under thirty nine, and then my lock of the week. I'm gonna uh you know try to sell my kidney in Vegas and put it all on this game. I like the Miami Dolphins minus three against the Jets. I really like Flores as a coach. I thought Miami was gonna be a lot better this year. Um, just with all the dysfunction at the beginning around Tua and Deshaun Watson and all that, it got off to a terrible start. But I think they kind of kind of got things going a little bit. So uh, playing the Jets. On a two-game winning streak, I like Miami to win this one big, especially with Joe Flaccid coming in. And uh, so, yeah, lock of the week, the Miami Dolphins, minus three. And uh, now I'm going to channel over to my boy Wiggs, the the gambling expert. He and his brother are psychopaths when it comes to gambling. I've seen them win thousands and lose thousands in casinos. And uh, it's a lot cooler when they win thousands, so hopefully it's one of those weekends. But... Wiggs, let's hear your picks. Yeah, uh, you know, to transition into that, I'm just going to bring up that uh, we were up about uh, $40,000, and I lost all 40000 of it in the span of two and a half days. So take these picks with a, a grain of salt You're here. Due. But uh, Yeah, I actually I, I saw quite a bit of lines that I liked this week. Um, I, I like to pick the underdogs to cover. Uh, so the first one I'm going to start with, I think two disrespectful lines here. I think Wake Forest being four and a half point underdogs to Clemson. I think that's disrespectful to Wake. I know they just came off a loss, but uh, they're a good team. They're solid. Clemson is not very good this year. So I actually like Wake to win that game pretty pretty easily. Um, I'm usually not a big fan of – I'm not a big fan of, at all of Carson Wentz, but I think that Indy's actually a, a pretty solid team. They got a good D. They – uh you know, I know they're going to the Bills. Everyone's on the Bills, but uh, I think that Indy covers plus seven there. And then uh, the lock of the week, uh, this one, I'm telling you right now, this one, you can lock it in. Sparty being 19-point underdogs to Ohio State, uh, disrespectful. 
I'm a huge Ohio State guy, but I mean that's just that's crazy. Sparty's D is good. Uh, CJ Stroud is absolute bun city in big games. So uh age probably gonna throw two picks. I think this is gonna be actually a really close game um this weekend. So lock it in. Sparty plus nineteen. Nineteen points does seem does seem excessive for that. Yeah, I saw that line the other day, and I and I saw I saw I thought the same thing, which scares me because everyone's going to be seeing that line and thinking the same thing. I am interested to see how much money is on that plus nineteen because uh, I do love that pick, and I do want to throw half of my account on it. But uh, usually, when everyone's agreeing on the same game, and uh, it goes the other way, but Ohio State is also playing Michigan the following week. So, you know, they have their minds kind of on that too. Yeah, so 80% of the bets and the money are on uh, Sparty, 78%. Uh, That's a lot. That's a lot of money on Michigan State. Uh, So they know something we don't because that is a please take Michigan State game. I'm going to wait until – Saturday to see kind of how that moves with that action. If it starts going, so here's your tip. It would be Friday listening to this. If if the line starts going up even more, take Ohio State. Like if it goes to 19 and a half, take Ohio State. Because that means everyone's putting their money on Sparty and they're still, and they move the line that way. That means Ohio State's going to crush them by 31 if it does start to climb down, you're still good to take them plus 18, plus 17 and a half, because that's the key number of 17. So you're still getting them above there. So I'd kind of wait till Saturday morning to see where that line moved. Uh, but yeah, I do I do like those picks. Those are good guest picks. Our last guest, Lance, shout out 3-0. and So you got you got the 3-0 and tab to live up to. Yeah, well... Uh... That's what Danny was telling me, 3-0. So really set the, set the bar high, but uh, I think we got three winners here. So uh, lock yeah. them in. And good luck in Las Vegas. Chad, I, I love, I've always done my best there on Fremont Street rather than the Strip. Yeah, we're, we'll, be, we'll be staying at Caesars. Uh, I've actually never ventured down to, to old Vegas, but... Uh, well, that's usually- where it's... Uh, Circa is now. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Beautiful sports book. I'd put in. I'd put in a couple wagers there. Try to watch a game there. Did Caesar? Did Caesar actually live here? <laughs> yeah, he lived in the desert. <laughs> There's a hangover quote. You idiot. Never mind. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> They're uh, checking into yeah. the Caesar's Palace, and Zach Galifianakis oh, yeah, is like, yeah. "I'm not getting a cig on my beeper." Is the hotel pager friendly? Did Caesar actually live here? No, no, all right, Pro, proceed with the podcast. Somebody had to laugh at that. One of the 13 people listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think I think that wraps it up. Um, rest in peace, young Dolph. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw that we were we were at uh, we were eating and uh. One of their other buddies was like, Young Dolph just died. <laughs> like, oh. Uh, <laughs> a wild day. He's licking hot sauce off of pussies in heaven right now. I don't know that reference, but. It's in one of his songs. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I miss. I had to have misquoted. I don't think it was pussy. It might have just been ass, but. It is ass eating season officially. <laughs> I think the solstice was what a couple days ago. I don't know. And on that note, stay healthy, America. <laughs>